Hey, good morning. And morning, studio. Morning. morning. Got a voice in my ear from, it just says anonymous. Hello, Bobby Bones. Um, I'm a little intoxicated right now, and I just wanted to say thank you for the voicemail line, because instead of drunk dialing my ex, I've drunk dialed the Bobby Bones shit. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> there you go. Call us. If you know there's somebody you shouldn't be calling, just call us and leave it on the voicemail. Better than them hearing it. Uh, 877-77-BOBBY. Amy, you good over there? Yeah, doing good. Just wish I had gotten more sleep last night. Stevenson slept in our room and he snores. Well, I I guess I shouldn't call it snoring. It's more like breathing loudly. That's snoring. Okay, but it's not like a manly snore. It's kind of cute. But when you're trying to go to sleep, it's it's not that cute. Right. But we ended up letting him sleep with us for the first time ever because, you know, yesterday I told you about how the night before he swears he saw somebody in our house with a flashlight. And then my husband didn't disclose to him that we didn't set the alarm that night. Yeah. So then I started to get nervous that someone was in our house. But then I started to think if someone was snooping around our house, why would they use a flashlight? I mean, I, sometimes you see burglars with flashlights, right? Uh, I just feel like that is... I mean, no, you're right. That's what I should say. You know what? <laughs> Good point, Amy. I know. <laughs> and so my husband didn't find anything on our camera footage or anything. So we don't really think someone's in our house. But right. he's he's convinced someone was and he's scared. So he could not sleep in his own room. He was so terrified. And we do not let our kids sleep with us. So this was new for us. And we made him a pallet on the floor. <laughs> Um, well, a little drama over here. Somebody got Caitlin's email address. First they were, they were kind of harassing her on Instagram and now they have her email address. And so they email her and they're like, you know, Bobby has 10 other girlfriends, you know, he's cheating on you. And I don't know how, we don't know how they got her email address, but we have uh, a forensic computer guy that has actually tracked it down to what, where they, like the town they live in. Isn't it crazy they can do that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. My husband tells me it's possible, but that's crazy. Mm -hmm. So pretty much know who it is now, but we've been dealing with that for the past couple of days. I was just like, I don't want to deal with this bull crap. And so, yeah. And I don't know how they found her personal email address or how they got it, but that's been happening over here. Well, she knows it's not true, right? Well, that's what I say, but (laughs) it still affects her. I know, but it's not true. Uh, no, of course it's not true. I mean, never in a million years. I know. I was just clarifying for you. Yeah. I got your back. But now it's like, what do we do next? Do we, I, I don't know. I don't even want to say too much. Right. We have both had our own version of drama happening at the same time. What was yours? I just told you. Someone's emailing my. You and I. I thought you meant you and Caitlin both had. And I'm like, oh, well, that was Caitlin's drama. What was yours? Oh, no, no, no. But... I meant like you and I. You know, the, oh, yeah, yeah. The, we're doing the show together here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. <laughs> The question is, how often should you clean every room in your house? Now, specifically by room. Amy, are you ready? Ready. Now, what I would like from you is how often you clean these rooms. Okay? Honesty. Okay, I can, okay. I, I'll tell you. The kitchen. The, uh, every day. Yeah. Like, that's a given. Yes, and they say the kitchen is supposed to be cleaned daily because of... All the germs, all the bacteria that can form if you don't clean it. This is the only one. I'm going to give you a tip here. It's the only one you have to clean every day. So there will not be any more of these answers. But the kitchen is the one that should be cleaned the most. All right, the living room. How often should you clean the living room? Once a week. Once a week is accurate. Your living room is where you go to relax and get comfortable. So you want to be confident in the room's cleanliness. And I guess unless you're eating, I will eat in my living room a little bit. 
I would think you have to clean a little bit more if you, if other circumstances are happening like eating or animals, which I have both. So I'm probably a little more than once a week, but that's only because I have both. Uh, bathrooms. Same, once a week. They say bathrooms twice a week. Oh. Because that's where you go to clean yourself. It should be clean twice a week. How about bedrooms? Once a week. Yep, boom. And then finally, laundry room. I don't clean my laundry room. <laughs> Is that bad? Ever? I don't think that I do. No, ever. The laundry room should be cleaned once a week. They say once the a la- week? The laundry room is a forgotten space, but you're doing laundry, lots of moisture. I'm cleaning clothes. They're clean. That's not, I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just telling you what the scientific <laughs> no, study I mean, shows. You know? I guess dirty clothes are in there and people are in there. So yeah, it's probably good to wipe down. Hey, good to know. Thank you for the tip. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for uh, not feeling like I'm attacking. I'm just asking a question here. It's a Bobby Bones Show live, live performance. performance. Jake Owen, Homemade. Homemade me love dirt road. Homemade me crave some ice cold. Homemade sweet tea only mama knows how to make. Yeah, homemade. Homemade me love a small town. Homemade me want to settle down in a homemade for the two of us. Everything I love. It's homemade. Nice. Come yeah. on. Lunchbox, what's happening in your neighborhood? I think there's a cult that has officially moved into my neighborhood because every night at 8 p.m., on the dot, 8 p.m., there's people all over the neighborhood. They start howling like wolves. And I really think that's a cult telling their leader, hey, we're still loyal to you. And at 8 p.m., we're going to show you we're loyal. If you'll go outside, you'll hear us howling. And it's just bananas how many people howl at 8 p.m. Did you bring us any audio? Oh, yeah, hit it. Okay, here is, this is, where do you walk out your front door? Walk out my front door, and the colt starts howling. 8 p.m. on the dot. What, what, What is that? Is that some sort of... Yes. Okay, so I see an article. Oh, you do? an article about... About a cult? No, about neighbors howling for healthcare workers. Oh, that's what it is. Howling for healthcare. So they've done it in different (laughs) states. A cult. (laughs) See, this is how crazy stories get started. But okay, Eddie, tell me more about this. I didn't know that's what it was. I just pulled it up. It just says that... I mean, there are different stories from different places about neighborhoods that are howling to just show appreciation for healthcare workers. This is a thing. I guess they were just doing it in your neighborhood. I have, I didn't know about it. All I know is I just started hearing it every night, and I'd walk out there, and I was like, "This is a someone is they've turned a cold into my neighborhood." Sacrificing people in his neighborhood. Oh, it's just crazy. It was really weird, but okay, if it's for health care workers, cool. It's not a cult. I can tell my wife we're safe. We should all do it at eight p.m. too. It looks like some people even dress up like wolves just to kind of get more creative about it. Here it is. And where we live in Nashville, the Nashville 8 o'clock howl can be heard in some neighborhoods around town as a way to thank frontline workers and connect with neighbors. All you had to do was Google it. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I didn't want the cult to think I was trying cult. to get into their cult by Googling them. Yeah, yeah, oh, because yeah, yeah. they know that too, yeah. Right. Well, that's good to know people everywhere. Everyone, 8 p.m. tonight, go outside and howl. Awesome. And then just you tag me, Mr. Wally Bones, on Instagram, and I'll share some of them. <laughs> that's pretty cool. All right. Learn something new every day. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. 
Since Corona began, the San Antonio Food Bank has started serving twice the amount that it used to, from 60,000 people a week to 120,000. Big companies are making donations, local businesses, and now an eight-year-old girl running a lemonade stand. Chloe Robles set up shop outside of her home, selling drinks and treats to neighbors, but instead of keeping it, she donated all to the San Antonio Food Bank. And if you wonder how much she made, what do you think, like 30 bucks, 40 bucks? She actually made $1,000, and she donated it all at eight years old, which provides over 7,000 meals at the food bank. Chloe said it makes her happy because she was able to give a lot of people a lot of food. Chloe, Eddie, how would you say her name? Robles. You got it. Chloe Robles. <laughs> Eddie, oh boy. how would you really say it, though? Robles. Chloe Robles. <laughs> that's it. Nice. All right. That, <laughs> listen, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Sydney, Australia. A 25-year-old man broke into the museum, wanted to take some selfies with the dinosaur exhibit. So he's there on camera taking pictures, stole a cowboy hat and some artwork. Only problem is he put those selfies on social media and he got busted. Wow, he posted those, huh? Yeah, posted the selfies with the dinosaurs. But why would you take them if you wouldn't post them? See, you're stuck. Because <laughs> you shouldn't do it, but then you get it. And you can't have them and not post them. Torn. That posting is where they get. They I know, get but that time. post is what you got to do. You didn't go take a <laughs> selfie for no reason. Yeah, yeah. You just shouldn't go in and break into be places you shouldn't be. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. So we Googled easy kids riddles, except I won't be asking them to kids. I'll be asking them to the radio show here. As we play Riddle Me This. Sometimes people will message me going, hey, why don't you play? I'm terrible at riddles. They're, it's hard. So mostly I just do this because it's... Because <laughs> you're bad I'm at bad it. bad at it, yeah. Okay, so Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, you'll get a riddle. Get it right, stay in the game. Amy, you're up first. Ready? Ready. The more you take, the more you leave behind, what are they? Riddle me this. 15 seconds starts at the end of the second question, by the way, guys. The more you take... The more you leave behind, what are they? Riddle me this. Gotta be something. I can't even, I don't even know. Uh, Time. Amy, I need um, your answer. The more you take, the more you leave behind. Pictures. Ooh, incorrect. Footsteps. Ooh. That was a good guess, though, footsteps, Amy. Footsteps, footsteps. Uh. All right, lunchbox over to you. Riddle me this. What can travel around the world while staying in a corner? What can travel around the world while staying in a corner? Riddle me this. It's 15 seconds to think about it. What can travel around the world but stay in a corner? What can travel around the world while staying in a corner? Five seconds. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Time, lunchbox. Uh, Let's see, you travel around the world and you have time. 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 Need to answer. Oh, sorry. Um, the sun. No, a stamp. Oh. It can travel around the world the... while staying in a corner. Wow. Eddie, you can win this. What comes with your car but travels more than your car? This is a tough one. What comes with your car? What comes with your car but travels more than your car? Riddle me this. Why are these so hard? This, I, I've never heard this one before. It's a tough one. Ah. <sighs> comes with your car and it travels it's more than tra- your car travels more than your car you have five seconds 
Um, I'm going to go with your uh, tires. So dumb. Huh? No, it makes no sense, Bones. Just, just <laughs> take it. Just take it. <laughs> That's incorrect. It's your keys. Oh, yeah, they go they a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you're all in it. You want to do sudden death or you want to go another round? Another round. Okay. Amy, you're up. You ready? Yeah. Once you know it exists, it no longer exists. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Once you know it exists, it no longer exists. What is it? Riddle me this. 15 seconds starts now. Once you know it exists, it no longer exists. What? Amy, what's your answer? Uh, the question is, yeah, you got it. Once you know it exists, it mm -hmm. no longer exists. Yourself. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really struggling today, guys. It's a surprise. Oh, oh that's good. good one. That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah. That's yeah. Good. All right. Lunchbox, you're up. People spend a lot of money on me every year, but never want to use me. What am I? People spend a lot of money on me every year, but never want to use me. What am I? People spend a lot of money on me every year. Riddle me this. 15 don't seconds. Never want to use me? Oh, man, I know what it is. Go ahead. Oh, funeral. Is that your answer? Yeah, funeral. Incorrect. Oh. It's insurance. People spend a lot of money, but never want to use me. Insurance. <laughs> Eddie, you can win it again. All right, come on. What falls down but never gets hurt? What falls down but never gets hurt? Riddle me this. We're stumping them today, Mike. What falls down but never gets hurt? Ah. What falls down but never gets hurt? You have eight seconds. Oh. Think about it. Um, I'm thinking of things that don't get hurt, like maybe a tree. What falls down but never Trees gets hurt? Trees love to fall down. Timber! Give me tree. A tree dies when it falls. It doesn't get hurt. The answer is rain yeah. or snow. Incorrect. Okay. Or 0 for 6, folks. Of course, it's really good. Do you want to do the um, speed round? Just sure. buzz in with your name yeah. if you know it. Come on. All right? Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, buzz in with your name if you know it. Who has married hundreds but has always been single? Lunchbox. Lunchbox. The priest. There you go. He Whoa! wins it just like that. Do his win, 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 no matter what. What's up, money on my back. That's the first time nobody ever got one in the normal round of trip of that one quick did you know that one nope i just thought about weddings and who's at a wedding Priest. yeah and you know what i like to say that hurts me man that hurts my voice i don't even do it when we play the game anymore that hurts my voice all right congratulations lunchbox we get a lot of people asking questions here you can call us at any point at 877-77-BOBBY uh, let's go to the first call. Hey, Bobby. I was just wondering what you thought about pet names. My boyfriend thinks calling me Booger is a good pet name, and I was just wondering what you thought about that. If you don't like it, I don't think it's a pet name. If you don't like the name that he's calling you, that is not a name that is meant for affection. A pet name should be, when I say it, it's extra affectionate, like Sweetie or Honey or whatever you've both mutually accepted as a pet name. 
I should be extra affectionate when saying it, and it should feel extra affectionate when receiving it. If Booger doesn't feel extra affectionate, <laughs> that's not a pet name you should agree to. So it does not float over here. I, I don't think that works if you don't like it. Now, if he's just being funny, okay, but that's not a real pet name. All right, here is Courtney from Michigan. I wanted to let you know that I lost my dog a couple weeks ago. I had him for about 10 years, um, about half my life, actually, and his name's Boomer. And I know you lost your dog, Dusty, a while ago, and it took you a bit to get um, your new dog, Stanley. And I was just wondering if you have any advice for me going through that process. It's been really hard. And, um, yeah, just any encouragement would be great. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver! My advice would be give it some time. Don't run out and get another dog immediately because that's only a temporary temporary Band-Aid. Yeah, it stinks. It stinks whenever anybody close to you dies. So this isn't advice that's going to make you feel a lot better, but I I don't suggest running out and just getting another dog to cover it up because a lot of people say that. Somebody had tagged me on an Instagram story because they were reading my, my second book called Fail Until You Don't, and my entire dedication was to my other dog. I wrote... To my dog, Dusty, sadly, you'll never get to read this, mostly because you didn't know how to read because you were a dog. <laughs> Rest in peace, buddy, from 2003 to 2018. He was 15 years old yeah. when he died. But I love that dog. And I have a dog now named Stanley that when I got was a little sick, and he keeps two steps forward, one and a half steps back. He's doing pretty good now. Um, but, you know, I've had him a year, and it's going pretty well. But I had another dog 15 years. It's natural. You're with somebody that long, you love him. It takes a minute. I purposefully, I went a year without getting a dog, even though I wanted one. That's the advice. That sucks. I hate to. I hate that for you, Courtney. That stinks. But um, just give it a beat. In like 60 days, maybe look and see if you can find a dog. Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. Uh, let's do one more. Let's do no name. The one that's listed is no name. I don't know what to do. My wife keeps getting aggravated because... My mom never likes anything that has to do with me and my wife on our Facebook. She likes everything my sisters put about, you know, them and their husbands or them and their families, but never anything about me and my wife. We've been together for four years, been married for almost two. So I was wondering what I should do because I'm in between a rock and a hard place. I got my wife on one side. I got my mom on another side, so I was just wondering if you could shed some light on the situation, tell me what I should do. That would be great. Thanks. Well, the mature thing to do would be just call up your mom and say, hey, this is a little bit of an issue. Would you please make sure it's not? I would assume that most of us wouldn't do the mature thing. Eddie, I'll ask you this yeah. first. If it's between your mom and your wife, don't you have to side with your wife? Uh, yes. So it's really hard. It's hard to make that call when you have your new family is that you? your new family takes precedent over the old family. They're A1 now. It, they're A1, yeah. and it's a tough decision, but that is mo- the most important, your wife. What's, what's the advice you give him then? I'll stay out of the advice and give him some advice. Oh, yeah, dude, talk to your mom about it and just kind of go up, up up front and just say, hey, is if we've noticed this is a habit that you're not liking these Facebook posts. Is there a problem? And she'll And then take it from there, whatever she says. But if there is a problem, you got to side with your wife. Okay. Period. There you, there you have it. By the way, if you want some advice, you can call up the advice lines. It's the same as every other line. 877-77-BOBBY. They talked to a bunch of doctors and nurses, and they said, hey, what do you like getting as a gift from your patients? Because I think we, as the patient, whenever we're helped to feel better, we'd like to express a, a token of gratitude in some way. 
What do you think the number one thing doctors and nurses said they like to get, Amy? Um, like a gift card? That's what I coffee? thought would be number one, too. Yeah, I did. And, and that's number three. But the number one is bottles of liquor that they would never buy themselves, like Johnny Walker Blue Label, which is super expensive, I guess. But they... It's it, it's often people they want things they wouldn't buy themselves. Maybe not things they would buy even if they had the money because they have priorities. Right. But things they wouldn't buy themselves. So that's the number one thing that doctors and nurses say they would like. Thinking as long as alcohol. they don't drink it on the job. I mean, okay, that's fair. I, I mean, they're not going to turn the bottle upside down in the office. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So there's a new study out that talked about people that Google their symptoms, you know, like WebMD or whatever's going on with them. They're only right 36% of the time. Wow. Well, I Google every time something's wrong with me and I just take that as the the Bible. I'm like, yep, all right, that's true. Yeah. And that's the problem because uh, most people that self-diagnose through the internet, they also treat themselves for the symptoms that they're probably wrong on. And it's just not good. Well, and it's always the absolute worst possible thing. We look at it all. Even if they give us four things, we zone in on the worst possible thing. So, but that's what they think it is about 35%, huh? Yeah. Think about that. Everybody listening right now, think about that because we all do it. Let's not act like anyone's better than the other. We all do it. And let's just remember when we look it up, it's only right about a third of the time. Okay? Just to give you a little peace of mind next time it says that you have cat scratch fever and you're going to die tomorrow. Good? Yep. Okay. Uh, Speaking of things online, some single people have started to include their coronavirus antibody test results in their online dating profiles to help them improve their chances. (laughs) Anything to help. And also, I don't have my results back yet still. There's got to be some sort of mess up because your husband did it and got his... He did it after, and I told him to go, and I still don't have mine back. I wonder if they're just scared to give them to me at this point. They're like, we shouldn't give them to him because, mm, you know. Well, I mean, no, they would want you to know hey. if you had it because then you could start donating blood and platelets and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. If anyone knows how to get a hold of the people at Quest Diagnostics, I try and I call and they just send me around to a voicemail line, and then I go online and I submit again. They don't... I can't get my results back from my antibody test. Um, but that that's my struggle right now. All right, what else you got? Okay, I want to know your thoughts on this situation. So a homeowner was going on vacation and asked a friend to come over and take care of the dog until they got back. Well, the friend that was taking care of the dog decided to invite some friends over, got in the hot tub, even naked, mm-hmm. didn't ask about having this little get-together, but the homeowner has cameras and saw everything. And then the friend was like, well, you're a pervert for watching me do that. And the homeowner's like, what? (laughs) So now the the person that got naked is threatening legal action for the homeowner watching her video. Okay, well, that is not going to be a thing because the homeowner put the cameras up and has the rights to watch their own property, right? Exactly. So, so, yeah, and unless you say, hey, I'm going to throw a party, you're not supposed to throw a party there. So I'm completely on homeowner's side, right? Oh, for sure. I'm homeowner 100%. I kept waiting for you to give me another thing, another wrinkle, but this sounds so easily like it's the homeowner wins. I think the person's just irritated they got busted and now they're trying to figure out a way out of it. But yeah, and you plus don't do that at people's houses when you're taking care of their animals. Well, I'll tell you what, let me look at the video and I'll make the decision based on me looking at the video footage. The person erased the video, so now they don't even have that anymore. (laughs) 
right. Anyway, I just thought that that was interesting and a good time to remind people to just respect other people's property. <laughs> Don't O-P-P. get naked in their hot tubs. There you go. Is that it? Amy? I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this 15-year-old, Hita Gupta, and she volunteers at a nursing home, but she hasn't been able to because the nursing homes are shut down to visitors right now. So she's not letting her volunteering stop, though. She's putting together these goodie bags and dropping them off at different nursing homes. Nice. 23 nursing homes. That's how many she's hit up in the Philadelphia area. And inside she puts a large print puzzle book an adult coloring book and coloring pencils because she hopes that her activities will help stimulate their minds, which is exactly what they do need. And then this is kind of just icing on the cake. She includes a note of encouragement, which her nine-year-old brother writes. Wow. So they're like a tag team. Hey, shout out to their parents too, Mm -hmm. because they raised those kids right. What's her name again? Hita Gupta. Nice. There, Hida, if you're listening by any chance, keep doing what you're doing. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, let's go over to Amy and get that morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call a coffee robbery? What do you call a coffee robbery? A mugging. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> that was the morning corny. I forgot to tell you what happened uh, uh, last weekend. I guess it was Saturday. Sometimes I order from Starbucks with the app and they'll just deliver it because I have a Starbucks near my house. And so I ordered some coffee for me, ordered a coffee for Caitlin, and they, I don't know, like three minutes into it, it goes, your internet connection is down. You need to reorder. And I was like, oh, man. So then I reordered. Hit me again. Your internet connection is down. You need to reorder. My internet was having experiencing some sort of difficulty, like raining, storming. So I ordered it again. Well, all three went through, and oh, they oh, came at coffee. different times. <laughs> <laughs> I got three deliveries of coffee to my house. I got six coffees. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> the internet didn't break down. They all got it. They really... <sighs> So I got charged for six coffees, and then I was like this all day. <laughs> so you drank them all. Waste not one, not, you know what I mean? <laughs> hey, Eddie, what happened in your neighborhood this week? Oh, oh, mine was crazy. What happened? So I was coming back from the river. I had my kayaks. I was in the front yard just kind of like rinsing them off with water, and I hear a scream, a woman scream, and it was a very panicky scream, like, help me, help, do something, please. And I look, and I'm like, uh, I have to go find out where that voice is coming from quick. I'm barefooted. I run down the street. I find the lady. She's in front of her house, kind of hands, uh, head in her hands, saying, I-, I-, I need help. And I said, what's wrong? What's wrong? She said, my daughter, she's missing. And I go, oh, my gosh. So then at that point, a bunch of other neighbors start coming up because they hear it, but I'm the first responder. So I'm like, okay, give me the information. What does she look like? And she, she describes the girl. Okay, she's three years old. She looks like this. And she's wearing red pajama pants. So I start organizing the whole neighborhood. You guys, go south. You go west. I'm hitting the woods. So we all went in different directions. Uh, 15 minutes late, into the search bones, cop cars show up and everything. So I'm searching, the whole neighborhood searching. At this point, the entire neighborhood is on watch. Then my wife calls. Phone rings. I said, what's update? She's like, they found the girl. I was like, okay. They found her. You know where she was? Hmm. In the house. Oh. Oh. (laughs) In the closet. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple things come to mind. First of all, Eddie, you're a real hero in that story. 
I don't know. First responder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And and yeah. how you just took charge and you're you, you're splitting people up to go to different parts. Barefoot and, yeah. in the woods. Yeah, and you, there was <laughs> there was such vivid storytelling to your part. He Thank was like, you. "Have a kayak." It was three point two decimals, and uh, you know, I went over. <laughs> uh, you know, if I, it's almost like you should win an award for this. Um, no, 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 man. Look, I'm not a hero. Don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Home Depot and I saw that Miranda Lambert has her own rose line in the garden section. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that either. I had no idea she saw roses. Even with all the country music that we consume yeah. and stories, I had no idea she saw roses. Amy, did you know that? No idea, not a clue. So I put together this mini game. Can you guess which country artist owns the business? Okay. Amy, Dollywood. Who owns that? Dolly Parton. Nice. <laughs> If you'd have missed that one, that'd have been trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eddie Kalia. Kalia. Amy, how do you say this one? Kalia. 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 What is that? Kalia. It's a clothing line sold at Dick's Sporting Goods. Oh, yeah. That's uh, Carrie Underwood. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Lunchbox, who has Highway to Home? Highway to Home. Highway to Home. It's like spelling, but you can ask for... Uh, uh, would you uh, tell me what, what it is? What, it is, what is that? Is this, you know this, Lunch. Oh, do you I, know it, Eddie? Yeah, oh. I do. Yeah, I do too. Oh, wow. Everybody knows this. I didn't know. Highway to home. Air Church. That's right. Furniture line from Air Church. Yeah. <laughs> Amy, how about E3 Chop House? Oh, um, that's Luke Bryan. Uh, and Jason Aldean? Yeah, she got them both. Wow, the I, double. Yeah, oh. nice. What country artist owns Eddie Old Camp Whiskey? Old Camp Whiskey. Ooh. Is this Dirk Bentley? Mm, I'm sorry. He has Whiskey Row Bar. Dang it. But not Old Camp Whiskey. That's Florida Georgia Line. Okay. Lunchbox, who has... A kitchenware and home good items sold at Cracker Barrel called O Gussie. O Gussie. O Gussie. O Gussie. <laughs> well, I know there's one person that has a, oh, maybe there's two people that have a cooking show. One of them would be Trisha Yearwood. The other one's Kimberly from Little Big Town. Hey, let's go with Miss Trisha Yearwood. It's Kimberly Schlattman from oh! Little Big Town. <laughs> That's Magic. also her Instagram name, I think, yes, is O'Gussie. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Gussie. <laughs> uh, Amy, how about Blue Chair Bay Rum? Oh, that's uh, Kenny Chesney? Yeah, good. Nice. nice. Eddie, how about True Mav Fitness? True Mav Fitness. This is apparel or is it a, like a gym? It's a gym. True Mav. Not title? Okay. Who has True Mav Fitness? I mean, someone that likes to work out, it's got to be Sam Hunt. It's Tim McGraw. Dang it. So he loves to work out, of course. <laughs> I even said it, too. Uh, we have one more here. Who who uh, owns Title Boxing Nashville? Three gyms in Nashville, Title Boxing. Bobby Bones. That's crazy. <laughs> or the Raging Idiots. I'm one of the Raging Idiots. Right. Nah, <laughs> mistake. Turn it up, Ray. Namaste. Namaste. Girl, trying to be responsible. But you're making it impossible In the spandex pants looking all Flexible and you're down with dog Namaste Ain't no way I'm about to leave
There you go. Still a jam. Come on. The Raging Idiots, Namaste, still a jam. It's available where you download music. Who downloads anymore? <laughs> where you stream where music. Where you stream whatever. It's like, get your cassette out of fries. Yes, or, and, or a record. Or <laughs> it's a Bobby Bones Show live, live performance. performance. Colin Ray, That's My Story. Well, I came in as the sun came up. She ran me over her coffee cup. She said, where you been? So I thought real hard and said, I fell asleep in that hammock in the yard. She said, you don't know it, Bubba, but you just blew it. And I said, well, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. That's my story. That's my story. That's my story. Come on. That's my story. Well, I ain't got a witness. And I can't prove it, you got it. But that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Nice. Wow. All right, let's hear from Casey. Hi, Bobby. Morning, studio. I'd like to ask for a shout-out to Amy Sterna for her continued motivation and support during these trying times. Amy introduced me to the show and started teaching me to fight, grind, and repeat before I read your books. She taught me that it was okay to fail until I don't. And without this friendship, I don't know where I would be today. Amy is a daily listener to your podcast and would love to hear from you. Thank you for what you do. Have a great day. I always love people to call in prepared. I feel like either (laughs) Casey really wanted to read that right for Amy or Amy was holding him hostage. (laughs) (laughs) She's right there next to him. One of the two things things happening there. Yeah, yeah. Amy, uh, thank you for for listening and we're shouting you out here too. And yeah, thanks for that fight, grind, repeat shout out. You know, my, my second book is called Fail Until You Don't. Fight, grind, repeat. And all it is, that's the three things that I do. You know, the fight is just seeing what it is you have to do and kind of stepping in the ring and starting it. And the grind is... Over and over doing all those things that no one sees you doing, that you aren't celebrated for, and doing them right because there is no praise. And then repeat is, well, when it doesn't work out the first time, you fight and you grind again. So I appreciate that. Check out that book, too. It's called Fail Until You Don't. If you have some extra time, you're quarantining, hit that up. I had a friend ask me yesterday, what's the one song that reminds me of childhood? That's such a big question because there's a lot of childhood. But I said it was John Anderson swinging. Ooh. <laughs> Just because that's what came to mind first. This is old country. This is probably 80s. And my grandma was a big John Anderson fan. And I just remember always being outside, and she had this John Anderson tape. And she would, she had one of those boombox type things, but the, the, the front of the tape deck was broken off so you just put the tape in there and <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the plastic part that held the tape mm-hmm. is gone <laughs> and it would just play this john anderson tape I, all the time all the time Swingin', wow dude Swingin'. 82 yeah so i mean i must have been hearing it later on then but that was kind of her deal she's as pretty as the angels when they sing i can't believe i'm out here on the front porch in this swing is the swinging you know who does a good john anderson jake owen <laughs> yeah well and i thought about because then i was like garth was like my teenage but this was the song that i thought of first so mine is john anderson swinging amy what about you the song when i just say it what reminds you of your childhood Oh, for sure. Kokomo, the Beach Boys. Nice. Why this? Me, my sister, my cousins. There was a Christmas that uh, my cousin got like drums and I got a microphone and we were all at my grandma's. And so we all got together and formed a band and put on Hawaiian type clothes. (laughs) 
and lays and stuff. <laughs> and we performed Kokomo for our family. And it just makes me, this is, sums up my childhood with my cousins. This reminds me of Full House. Yeah. When the Beach Boys yeah. drummer goes down, but Uncle Jesse is there to fill in. And he, he plays the drums <laughs> for them and the whole family gets to go meet them. That too, probably. Yeah, yeah. damn, that's a good one. Eddie, what about you? Oh, I'm going to have to take it back. And uh, this is, you don't know this band, but this is uh, La Charanga by Fandango USA. This screams my childhood. See, my dad, he didn't like music. Like, he hated music. Period? Period. He still doesn't really care for music, but he loved this song and played it all the time. Dude, it's a jam. What about this song? Uh, it's just this. This is a song that we heard all the time. It was a local band, I think. They lived in the area, and this song like just jammed all the time in my house. My daddy'd have a few beers and just turn it up in the house over and over. Wait till the breakdown. Check it out. <laughs> hey, this is my childhood right here. That's funny. Does it make you feel that way a yes, little bit? Yes, I just got tingle in my heart right now. Uh, Lunchbox, what song reminds you of your childhood? Uh, Hanging Tough by New Kids on the Block. My brother and sister loved New Kids on the Block. So every time we got in the car to go anywhere, they made my parents put in the tape and play Hanging Tough. So I heard it 10,000 <laughs> times. Hanging Tough. Every car ride. I oh. like New Kids too when I was a kid, but I was the only boy that would admit it. Oh, my <laughs> yeah, brother we loved never them. that. I was in like third or fourth grade, and I was like, and I had a button that said New Kids, and I got <laughs> pounded for wearing that button. I stopped wearing the button. It's like a pin. Yeah. Because I think I was the only boy who would, because everybody liked the songs, but no one would be like, I like New Kids on the Block. Yeah. N K O B. N K O T B. Oh, that's New it. New Kids <laughs> on the <laughs> Block. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Hang it tough. Yeah. Come on. Hang it tough. Oh, yeah. Hang it tough. One more time. You're rock and dope. Hang it tough. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. There's a couple guys in North Carolina. They're working on a house, remodeling it, and they hear something screaming. They're like, hey, do you hear that cat? And they listen again, they're no, that's someone yelling, help, oh. help. And they go down the road a little bit, and there's a six-year-old boy in a pond. He had wandered away from home, and he's wow. in the 40-degree water. And the guy just runs, jumps in, swims 40 yards, grabs a six-year-old, and pulls him to safety. Whoa. Could he see him? He could see him bobbing in the water, a six-year-old, and the six-year-old had autism, and he kind of wanders from home sometimes. Wow. And so he went out the back door and ended up in the pond, and these carpenters working on the house just happened to hear him, and they said, God put us there. Saved wow. him. Yep. That is crazy. That's awesome. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, Robin, uh, good to meet you on the phone. We've been hearing about you for probably five years or so, so thank you for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me. That is kind of weird that somebody heard of me for five years. Yeah. Well, here's what's <laughs> happened. Our producer, Raymundo, who is obsessed yeah. with Big Brother, yeah, seen it all. He's obsessed with it. He's tried out every time it comes around. And we wanted to talk okay. to you about not only... You know, what Raymundo is missing in his audition, but how people get on shows, like <laughs> tips on, on getting on a show. So, by the way, Rob, yeah. Robin Cass is on with us. What, how, what, how would you describe your job, Robin? What do they call you? Casting director. Okay, that's easy enough. Casting director. You've yes. Been, you've been doing this for how long? Uh, on Big Brother since 2001. Okay, now, 
Raymundo, you once tried out for Big Brother. What was the first time you auditioned for the show? Yeah, so you guys have my documentation, honestly. I'm probably all in those cupboards and stuff right there at the CBS lot. But on, it did, back in the day, the first five seasons, and then I thought, man, i got to try something else. So then that's when I started going to the opening calls, and I was videotaped. Yeah. I mean, I made it to regionals, districts, all over the place. I was very, very close and just, uh, and just missed out. <laughs> Um, I mean, I don't know what kind of advice you want. I mean, the thing is, obviously, you know, open calls and sending a video, it's two very different things, and there's no positive or negative to either one. It just is sort of what makes you more comfortable. Are you more comfortable being at your house where you can stop and start and say whatever you want? Are you more comfortable sort of being in the Big Brother atmosphere where you can talk to other people about the game and players? So whatever you feel more comfortable with, it's better to do. And, you know, I mean, it's like people ask, like, what do you need to get on? And it's one of those things, like some people just have charisma. Some people just have something that makes them unique and different. It's not something that you can necessarily study or learn or read about or talk to ex-house guests about. It has to do with being confident and comfortable in your skin. And we can usually tell if people are comfortable and confident right when they walk up to the table. Nice. Well, right now, Robin Cass is on with us, casting director for Big Brother. Uh, well, you know, I know it's a strange way to do it, but is it possible that Raimundo have like 30 seconds to make his pitch? Just just to see how we feel about him. Just you, your gut, your instinct, your heart, all the things about you listening to this amazing guy who's on the air with 5 million people a day listening. I don't want to influence anything, Robin, but yeah. is there any way we can do 30 seconds of Raimundo? Let's do it. Okay, Raymundo, you got your shot, baby. Are we ready? You've been waiting your whole life for this. All right, here we go. Yeah, first and foremost, Robin, honestly, I just wanted to say huge fans, you, Allison Grodner, Don Woman, Julie Chan Moonvez, all y'all. I've been fans wow. of the show for since I was a little boy. I've always wanted to be on it. And then the summer that I did watch the live feeds, I ended up watching over 500 hours. I know everything there's to know about the Big Brother house. I know you can't tell secrets under the right underneath the stairs. People can hear you. I know. Ray, you sell yourself, the- bro. Sell yourself, not what you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway. So yeah, I'm now a- you're just a stalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides that. But- <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, yeah, yeah. So like, I've heard though. I've heard if if you guys miss out though on like sometimes if people suck when they get there and you don't like them, do you have a talent pool of like some hotties where you can maybe in, you, out of L.A. and maybe you just pick me instead of some of those blonde bombshells that you just throw in the house last second? I mean, come on. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I'm a 34 year old guy, and I'm telling you, I want to be in the Big Brother lot all summer, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> And right. Honestly, girl, I'd win those endurance competitions. You can find me online. I've won the Guinness Book of World Records. I was a fist pumper for 24 hours. There's nobody oh, that's going to compete with me in the backyard, honestly. And my social game is barring on one of the best. And I've seen the show. I mean, nobody, no floater, nobody that's never seen the show has ever won it. So, honestly, that's my leg up. And uh, I stay up late at night. Those are the people that win, the people that listen in. They always are up. Not the people that sleep and get lazy ass. I'm going to dominate, girl. You've got to pick me in that house. Honestly, there's gonna be some, I know there's going to be some crappers, and you're going to say, you know what? I need one more person I got to pull from Nashville. I'm your guy, girl. I'm going to come home. I'm going to hit a home run. Everybody's going to be talking about me. And I'm going to be at that rap party. All of us, Will, Boogie, Chill Town, everybody. Aaron Brody. Oh boy. Yes. Hey, Jeannie Buss will be there. Come on, girl. <laughs> All right. Hey, and I know, hey, I know you love UFC. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go dominate in that backyard. I'm going to wrestle some of the dudes in there for you because I know you're a UFC fan. Come on now. Yeah.
I am. Now you're starting to you're starting to scare me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah! <laughs> well, listen, Robin. We appreciate you listening to Raymundo and giving our listeners also an idea of what they should do and in the inside. And if for, for some reason you ever need a guy like Raymundo with a big built-in audience, let us know. We will be happy to. I, I've right. given him my blessing to come off the show for a few months, but we just mostly thank you for spending your time with us. We really appreciate that. I will say I do appreciate the passion, Raymundo, so thank you very much. All right, thank you so much. Honestly, big fan. Honestly, thank you. All right. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Robin, talk to you soon. Bye. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. There she is, Robin Cast, directing, uh, casting director for Big Brother. Well, Raymundo, you had your shot. How do you feel like you did? That's all you really can do in those. That's why I kill it when it's face-to-face. It's a group atmosphere. I got a little bit more time with there. In 30 seconds, not a lot of people can sell themselves. I did the best I could. I'm going to say that if something were to happen and she needed someone like you, she would remember this. So I'm going to say your dream's not over, Raymundo. You heard it from me first. Yeah, because I, I know that they do at times run into troubles. Well, they'll just go to an agency and say, can you get us this type of a person if yeah. they're running short? I mean, sometimes they don't audition well. She does a beautiful job of running all the auditions, but there's been seasons when it's been bad. And I've heard rumors that they'll pull somebody that didn't even sign up, which is what I didn't do this year. All right, quickly around the room. Uh, Amy, how do you feel like Raymundo did one through 10? He had his, his first ever shot in front of the big casting director. How do you feel like he did? I feel like he's an an well, the part where he was fanning out about the show was probably like a, a 7.5. But then at the end, when he really started selling himself, he was like a 9. Overall, what do you give him, an 8? Okay, so then I guess I give him an 8. Yeah. Ray, I give you a 6.5. No producer wants to hear how much you love the show for that long. You really got to sell yourself more than your knowledge of a show. Um, but I think that you made an impression on her at the very end. Eddie? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give him a four bones because uh, uh, he really, I mean, he was too fanny, but you pulled him out of the water, though, with the, hey, he's got a built-in audience. This guy could be good for you. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. think you helped him out, but give him a four. It was a bad pitch. All right, Ramundo. Good, <laughs> good luck, bud. Let us know if you get hit up today. Yeah! All right. Amy, what's your favorite Hank Jr. song? Can you name one? No. Okay. You'll know all of these. Uh, a country boy can't survive. A country boy oh, can survive. A country boy can survive. Or how about family tradition? Amy, you'll know every word to this one. I'm assuming you know that one too. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Now that you're playing them, yes, I do know the songs. All my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. Mine is probably, my favorite one is probably Tear in My Beer. Oh, wow. And that's never listed as one of his biggest, but all the time. My grandma was a big Hank Sr. fan, and we'd play it. because they, they did a version together, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a tear in my beer, because I'm crying for you, dear. Boom, boom, boom. You are on my lonely mind. That's such a jam, so good. man. And that version they did together. They say I'll keep drinking. (laughs) Uh, Hank Jr. goes by the nickname of what, Amy? Do you know that? I don't. It's uh, Bocephus. Oh, I know that now. Oh, yeah. Blake Shelton sings about him. I'll give you an an artist nickname. You give me the real name of the artist, okay? Okay. It's tough. First one's going to be easy. The Chief. Eric Church. Correct. The Man in Black. 
the, uh, the man in black. Johnny Cash. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I fell into a burning ring of fire. I went down. The possum. Um, that's either George Jones, maybe? Is that your answer? Or Hank Sr.? I'm going to go George Jones. That's correct. There you go. Cotton <laughs> <laughs> started flashing, thunder started Burr. flashing. Why? <laughs> How about The Gambler? What country artist was nicknamed The Gambler? Uh, Kenny Rogers. Nice. You got to know when the whole You're doing pretty good at this. Know when to fold up. The Red-Headed Stranger. Dang. The red-headed stranger. Is it? <laughs> Eric Pasley. <laughs> <laughs> um, the red-headed stranger. You've met Reba? this person. No. Reba. Uh, Willie Nelson. I have. Oh, I knew that. Of course you I knew it did. sounded familiar. <laughs> In the rain. Uh, how about, yes. let's get off country. Let's go to the um, the pop oh. or classic rock category. Uh, the Piano Man. Who is the name the Piano Man? It's either Elton John or... No, 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 no. It's the other one. Billy Joel. Billy Joel's correct. Son, can you play me a memory? The Boss. Oh, that's uh, Sting? Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> is that the same person? No. No, it's not. <laughs> that's what I meant, though. He's in the police. No, no, Sting is in the police. Bruce oh, Springsteen shoot. is. But they look like. No, no not at all. No, <laughs> okay. actually. All right. <laughs> not even from the same country. Yeah. No. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> Hardest working man in show business. Bobby Bones. Nice. We'll take that. <laughs> that or James Brown. That's correct. Uh, let's do a oh, couple get more. Get back. Okay. Uh, Drizzy. Dr. Dre. No, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> How about Wheezy? Wheezy. 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 Hold on. Wheezy. I feel like uh, uh, Lil Wayne. Yes, nice. Queen Bay. A Beyonce. Yeah, and then one final one, Hova. Hova. Jehovah. Nice. You're on the right track. You're on the right track. <laughs> I don't, um, Hova. I don't know. Is that, I don't know. Is that Jay-Z? It is Jay-Z. Oh! All right. You did pretty good at that game. Amy got all of them, but after convincing herself, she didn't know every single one of them. We walked through that every time. I have no idea. Let me, what, Jehovah, mm, is it Sting? You guys can call us anytime and leave us a voicemail. 877-77-BOBBY. Uh, here is Bradley and Augusta. Bobby, you're great. Show's positive. Fred Mundo, I love the yeah! Dang, man, I love the show. Amy, you're a good-looking gal. Morgan number two, you're a great-looking gal, too. Love y'all, bye. All right, that sounds like a Raymundo's younger brother. Yeah. Just come, comes on screaming, yeah. Raymundo, how do you feel? You're inspiring dudes everywhere all around America. Yeah, I like that, and it's funny. I really don't do it that much in real life. I kind of just do it on the radio. People <laughs> think I just do it around Bay all the time at the house, but not really. Hannah in Iowa has left a voicemail. Here we go. You guys have talked about disagreements in your household over what temperature you should keep it, but I'm wondering if you guys disagree over what you say when you're asking it to be turned up or down. So I have heard a lot of people say to turn the air up. To me, that means make it colder, but to some people, that means to make it warmer. So I'm wondering if that's ever a disagreement in your household. 
No, for us, it's never a word issue. She's just like, I'm freezing. Will you do something about it? And then I just get another blanket or get her another sweatshirt. That's how we handle it. Mm-hmm. You? Uh, yeah, no, we just, we don't even talk. We don't even use words. We use our finger. You just go, up we and go over it. there and we change it up <laughs> or we change it down. But for me, up means, yeah, turn the air up would mean take the temperature higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like 71 to 72. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, one more voicemail. This is, uh, this is about Eddie. Here we go. Hey, Bobby. Um, I just noticed Eddie posted something on his Instagram about Lunchbox stealing something from the break room. I already know Lunchbox is going to have all the excuses in the world, and it's not okay. He needs to return it. Um, that's not just for, you know, grab and go for him to take. It's for everyone and anyone, and he needs to return that and apologize. Also, I've noticed lately Eddie has been posting a lot more on his Instagram. So thank you for that, Eddie. Keep them coming. Bye, guys. All right, Eddie's our video producer. Eddie, uh, what did you post on your Instagram exactly? I posted surveillance footage of Lunchbox stealing coffee in the break room. Now, what happened, Bones, is I walked in the break room and busted him in the act. And I was like, and he was just like, hey, it's not what you think. And I'm like, I'm not asking any questions. So I walked out. But then I know who runs the cameras. So I got pictures of this, posted them because I thought it was funny. And then what happened? Bones, there's no hiding it. He was stealing coffee from the break room. Did you not see the pictures? And I don't know why. I did, but I didn't think it was, he was legit stealing coffee. I thought maybe he was just getting something else and Eddie was being funny, accusing him of stealing coffee. Lunchbox, what would you like to say? Yeah. See, here's the thing. Eddie paints this narrative that I did something wrong. He posted, he could have posted those pictures out of order. I could have been taking something out of my backpack and putting it in the cabinet. <laughs> right. But he put the pictures in reverse order and makes me look out like this uh-huh. thief that I, you know, oh, I'm stealing coffee. So, I mean, Eddie's trying to make me look bad. No, I did, mean, he did you steal me- coffee? You can keep talking, but did you steal coffee? <laughs> he could have come to me and I would no, say, no. yes, Eddie, I'm taking Answer some coffee home for my wife. Did you steal coffee? No, no, I took some, I didn't steal it. I took some home for my wife because coffee goes bad and there's no one in the office. And I looked at the expiration date and I was like, oh, my wife needs this. Bones, here was his excuse. He says, it's called community coffee. It's for us. So it's not stealing. Who calls it community coffee? No, that's what it's called. That's the, oh, the brand, the brand. Yeah. Okay. Why, what about the, what about the grocery store? Like, you could go to the <laughs> store, right? Well, I could, but that coffee is just going to waste. No one's using it. It's for us. Workers, like everybody that works here, that your wife is for work here? us. No. Okay. But <laughs> I- All right. Well, this woman says uh, Blake Shelton was trying to kill her. Did you see this story? Oh, my gosh. No. You tell me if you think it's Blake Shelton or not. A Hawkins County, Tennessee woman was arrested for reportedly calling 911 to report that Blake Shelton was trying to kill her. When authorities arrived at her camper, they found 48-year-old Mary Myers with slurred speech and an open bottle of vodka on her table. She also claimed... Which may, because if she's accurate in these other two claims, you'll know she's probably accurate in the first claim. But she also claimed that she was dating Eric Church and that Dolly Parton oh, was flying yeah. in to see her. She was taken into oh, custody and no. charged with abusing the 911 system. All true or no? It was, yeah, it was totally Blake mm-hmm. Shelton tried to kill her. Yeah. Clearly. I wonder what Eric Church, her boyfriend, thinks about Blake trying to kill her. Because you got to stick up for your woman. Where's that song, Church? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bobby Bones. Shut up.